From Wine Insiders, this is Sniff, Sip, Repeat, a monthly podcast for lively discussions all about wine. In each episode, we speak with industry experts from vineyards and tasting rooms to restaurant and retail to give you a little inspiration for what to pour next. I'm your host, Kristen, and I've worked in the wine industry for a few years now, and I'm excited to bring conversations with my peers directly to you. Are you ready? Let's take a sip. Wine enthusiasts love to celebrate wine holidays and Syrah Day is July 22nd. So we were thinking we would talk about the dark and lovely flavors of this spicy little grape. My guest today is Ferdinando Mucciarino, a resident Psalm at Wine Ciders who hosts the video series Inside Wine with Ferdy. And prior to Wine Insiders, he was also Psalm and wine director at the Michelin star awarded Rustic Canyon restaurant in Santa Monica. In 2019, he was nominated by Wine Enthusiast Magazine for Best Wine Director of the Year. So hello, Ferdy. Ciao, come stai? Ciao, Christine. Come stai? Tutto bene. A great Italian. <laughs> I like to practice it as much as I can. It's great to see you. It's always nice to have you on the podcast. And I'm really excited you could join for this episode about Syrah or Shiraz, as some people call it. But before we get too deep into that, I understand from you that this is a grape about which there's a lot of myths and that we need to do some debunking. Is that right? We definitely should. So I had an idea of how to do it in a fun way. I was thinking we would play two lies and a truth. So you're going to tell me three things and two of them are going to be lies and one is going to be a truth. And I'm going to try to pick out the truth. Oh, fun. Okay. Should we start? Yeah. Okay, so number one, uh, many believe that Syrah comes from an ancient city in Persia called Shiraz. So, and it was believed that a French crusader was fascinated by these wines, so much so that he brought the cuttings back to the Rome Valley, where he then became a hermit. Do you think this is true? Or do you think I'm telling a lie? I think it's so romantic and fun, it has to be a lie. Because I want it to be true, <laughs> but I think it's a lie. Okay, right. you're correct. But this is kind of a half truth, though, because the, there's a village in the Rome Valley where actually Sarai is very popular that is called Hermitage. And the name comes from hermits who found refuge in, this, in the slopes of this town. And that's why the town is called Hermitage. See, that is very, very cool, very romantic. So a half truth there. So number story number two, it is said that Syrah was a popular grape in the city of Syracuse in Sicily in the second century AD. And there are stories that it was the emperor Marcus Aurelius uh, who loved this grape. And because he loved it so much, he ordered the grape to be planted in Southern France. And that's how the grape from Syracuse became Syrah. Hmm. Sounds like it could be true. A bossy Roman comes in and decides to plant. I don't know. That one might be true. I'm going to go with true. Okay. That is another lie. I just, ah, okay. But I can see how someone, how someone would love the wine so much that he makes sure he never run out. Planted yes. everywhere. I could see that. So it is time to reveal the truth about Sarah. Okay. So the ears, the truth. When you have a vineyard that is planted with different grapes, it's almost inevitable that spontaneous crossings appears. 
Um, so in the Rhonealps during the Middle Ages, a white grape uh, named Mondus Blanche spontaneously crossed with a red grape called Duerza. And that gave birth to what today we call Syrah. And this is proven by DNA. So all the legends about Syrah are not accurate. This one is. Syrah is the offspring of Mondus Blanche and Duerza. And Duresa. Okay. D DNA usually leads to the truth. So I can see why this one is the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. That's cool. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's let's get a little let's get a little closer to this grape and find out more for people who don't know that much about it. So I think we should start talking about the name because a lot of people get confused. Some people plant this grape and call it Syrah, and some people plant it and call it Shiraz, but it's exactly the same grape, right? Like I my understanding is that you know, the Australians changed its name to Shiraz in the way that Americans changed the name football to soccer. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. So you have two different names, but Syrah and Shiraz are the same grape. Right. So, so in it, to explain it, grape names evolve and change throughout history, just like languages and dialects do. So in the Middle Ages, when Syrah um, started to to be recognized, the first name that it had was Serine. And then the French eventually called it Syrah. So because, because this is a French grape we're talking about, Syrah is the official name for the grape. The reason why the Australians call it Shiraz has to do with when Syrah reached Australia. So in 1832, a Scottish explorer by the name of James Busby brought grapevines to Australia. And among those, there were cuttings of Syrah. Um, James Busby is responsible for, is the father of Australian viticulture. He was the first one to bring vines there. So he brought the first cuttings of Syrah, but when he, when he collected these cuttings in Southern France, in, in the dialect of the Southern France village, the grape was named Skiraz. So you can see how Skiraz became Shiraz through the years. Yeah. Okay. So it sort of, it's, it has its origins in France too, like the sort of renaming. Mm -hmm. But you can see how th this happens quite often, not only in the wine world, but even in, in, in foods in general. In the wines, uh, in the wine world, you have Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris. You yeah. have Grenache, which is also known as Garnacha or Canonao. Uh, even among the same regions, in the region of Piedmont in Italy, Nebbiolo, the famous grape of Barolo and Barbaresco, is also known as Spanna. Yeah, and, I mean, this know, happens with food because when I lived in London, my friend would always be like, let's go get a rocket salad. I'm like, what's a rocket salad? <laughs> but it's arugula, but the French, I think, call it roquette or roquet. And then so the English call it rocket. <laughs> or, or potato chips and crisps. Yeah, potato chips and crisps. Also coriander, which is known as cilantro. So there's there's a lot of renaming that happens. Yeah, we can go on forever. Cookies yeah. So they call it Shiraz in Australia. And then I guess, did you say also in South Africa? Or I feel like it's there, they called it by both, maybe? They call it in, in, in South Africa, in the new world, um, Shiraz and Syrah. Uh, wines are labeled Shiraz and Syrah according to the style in which they're made. Ah, okay, great. Okay, cool. That's so cool. Old names are allowed there. Yeah. 
So maybe let's talk a little bit about the grape itself. Um, the, maybe the color, and I know it has a spice characteristic to it. No matter where it's made, it's usually quite dark and it always has that pepper, to, you know, no matter the where it's grown, is that right? Yes, so Syrahs are generally very dark colored wines. And this is because Syrah is rich in anthocyanins. So anthocyanin is a color pigment which is present in the grape skins. And that's responsible for giving the, the grape juice its color. And Syrah is a high concentration of anthocyanins. That's why it gets that beautiful and intense dark color. Um, generally speaking, Syrah makes full-bodied wines with big tannins. And what everybody loves about Syrah is that great combination of, uh, of fruity and savory characteristics. Now, when it comes to fruit, Syrahs are generally dominated by black and blue fruits. So blackberries, blueberries, and plums are the predominant fruits. And then the secondary element, or, or we could say the, the, uh, the savory side of Syrah, uh, those, are, those aromas are predominantly rosemary, uh, oregano, leather, and the most important, green peppercorn, which you could say the green peppercorn is kind of like the benchmark characteristic of Syrah. So let's focus on that, on the green peppercorn, because Syrahs are spicy wines. And the spiciness of Syrahs isn't just perceived. In Syrah, um, the same compound that it's found in pepper's essential oil is also present in the grape itself, and it's called rotondon. So when, you, when you're doing a blind tasting exam or, or, or for fun, when you pick on that spiciness, chances are that you're tasting Syrah because it, it is an actually spicy grape. So, so pepper is the benchmark of Syrah for blind tastings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love all those characteristics of it. I like the dark and blue and purpley fruit. It must be a pretty popular grape. And I know it's grown in a lot of places. Is it one of the more popular grapes that you would find on any menu? It is. It's a very popular grape. I'm a big fan of Syrah. I loved, I love Syrah, whether they're from New World, Old World. I'm always, uh, I'm always intrigued by Syrahs, uh, but I'm, I'm not alone in this. Syrahs is grown uh, in 27 countries, and it, it is the sixth most planted grape, regardless of the color. So it's the sixth most planted grape in the world. And in the past, before the booming of the Bordeaux grapes, before Merlot and uh, Cabernet took over the world and, become, and became the most popular planted grapes, Syrah and Grenache were actually the two most popular red grapes planted. Uh, but Syrah, so much so that in Bordeaux, it was used to give Bordeaux blends a little backbone or a little punch, a little, a little weight, you could say. Ah, okay. That's pretty, I didn't know that. Typically associate Syrah with like the Rhone Valley, you know, Syrah's more no, so. Syrah is no longer planted in Bordeaux. It's no longer allowed in a Bordeaux blend. Oh, okay. They, they don't want, they don't want Cabernet to look bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I love Cabernet. <laughs> everybody, I feel like everybody listening probably loves Cabernet. We have a Cabernet audience. I can tell by the comments and by the reviews we get on the website. So this grape is planted worldwide. So I think it would be fun to talk a little bit about the different profiles. So as an example, if I were to say to you, you know, if we were going to go out to dinner in Paris and we're going to go to a little bistro and we look at the menu and we're like, Ooh, Rhone Valley Syrah, I'm going to order that. What am I going to expect to get? 
What's the profile going to be? Um, so I expect a wine from the Rome Valley, so a Syrah from the Rome Valley to be uh, more lean and savory with a lovely touch of spiciness. So when it comes to Syrah, the, there are two main flavor profiles and they can be associated with the two different names of the wine as well. So as I was saying, when it's Syrah, labeled as Syrah, um, expect it to be a little bit more green, a little bit more eye acid, um, still food full body and with that lovely pepperiness. Uh, and then a wine labeled as Shiraz is usually, is usually coming from a warmer climate of New World uh, vineyard. And that's going to be fuller bodied, a little bit more fruit driven, a little bit more punchy. And the spiciness is going to be a little bit more pronounced, a little bit more spicy and uh, tannins are going to be a little bit more aggressive as well because the grapes really get to fully ripen in the sun. Okay. So if we were to be on a boat off the Great Barrier Reef and then come in and put something on the Barbie, we're going to get that one. <laughs> Shiraz, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little spicier. <laughs> Much cool. spicier. Okay. So there's two distinct profiles for Shiraz. Let's talk a little bit about how you would pair these profiles to food so we can give our listeners an idea of when they're ordering straw on the website, what they compare to. Absolutely. So although there are two different profiles, both cool climates and warm climate Syrahs have that pepperiness and that full bodied structure in common. So that makes both ideal pairings for anything that's heavily seasoned with pepper and herbs. So I think that Syrah is a great wine to have with barbecues or grilled food. Um, my personal favorite uh, is Syrah pairing with grilled portobello mushrooms topped with green peppercorn sauce. Mm. And I, I stole the recipe for a uh, green peppercorn sauce from uh, Chef Ludo. So Freddie, I like to think of myself as a foodie light. I'm not a really obsessed with foodie, but I do love going out to restaurants. I've been to Ludo's quite a bit, Petit Trois I love. Uh, but I have to admit, I'm not so sure I know the difference between green and black peppercorn. Could you tell me? Um, yes, so green peppercorn are peppercorns that are picked earlier in the ripening process. So they preserve ah, the okay. color. And they, okay. they tend to be more spicy and pungent than black, pepper, than, than black peppercorns. Okay, thank you. More spicy, okay. All right, great, that's helpful. It's more like the specialty aisles in your uh in your grocery store <laughs> so now let's talk about pink himalayan salt and white salt no i'm just kidding <laughs> well when we have ludo on the podcast i've been meaning to do that we're gonna ask him i'm gonna say what's the deal with green peppercorn okay so for all the listeners who do know green peppercorn that are laughing at me i just okay thanks for your patience <laughs> Okay, this is great getting to know so much about Syrah. So I think now it's time to taste. And I think we should start in France with the original style of Syrah that people have been drinking the longest. So I have three that I chose for the podcast. And we're going to start with 2019 Erlu Berlu Syrah. And I have tried this wine before, actually, and I really liked it. And I do remember it had a lot of those flavor notes you're mentioning, and it did have a little bit of pepper, although I would have said black, not green, but you know, now I know I'm going to taste a little difference here probably. So why don't we pour this one and see what you think? Perfect. I love, first off, I love the label of this wine, the Urlu Berlu. Um, 
there's a, for those of you at home, it has a, a profile of a bearded young man that kind of reminds me of a young um, Dos Equis, the most extraordinary man in the world. <laughs> when, you yes. read, when you read the back label, it says that Urluberlu in the French dialect means the extravagant, the person that stands out from a crowd. Um, and this wine definitely stands out too. I love uh, on the nose. I love that it show it showcases all the savoriness of Syrah. I'm getting uh, I'm getting the fruit is a little bit more subdued. I do get blueberries and plum, but I'm getting all these uh, rosemary, sage aromas. Um, then let's let's taste it. The palate is so lovely. It is. It's soft, there's tannins, there's eye acid. It's definitely more of a savory, mineral-driven wine. What do you think, Kristen? I really like it. I really liked it. So I actually opened this a couple of days ago. So now it's actually kind of had a little aeration. It's just even better than when I first opened it. I'm trying to think what I taste most prominently. I mean, I definitely get the I feel like it's plum, plum or blueberry. I'm not, I'm not sure which it is, but it's that sort of purpley taste that you get blue and purple as opposed to the red cherry that you would get or in some other grapes. I'd say so. It's definitely more towards the blue fruit. So whether it's blueberry dominant or plum dominant, it is, that is the color of the fruit that I'm getting. And the, the spiciness, it, it comes on the finish, which makes it even more enjoyable. There's that that spicy finish to the wine. Yeah, it almost, I almost get a little bit of blackberry. Is that possible? Yes, absolutely. Black and blue, black and blue fruits. <laughs> black and blue. I think it's a well-balanced wine, as you can tell from the label. Like, <laughs> the person on the label is balancing the glass of wine on his head. <laughs> on his head, yes. <laughs> I think that's a subtle way of saying this is a well-balanced wine, which I would agree with. <laughs> it's a great metaphor. <laughs> And this is from the south. This is from southern France. And although um, the most popular Syrahs or the most uh, uh, um, the most revered Syrahs are from the northern Rhone, the south of France is actually the place that grows the majority of Syrah in France. So the the, the, mm -hmm. the majority of hectares of Syrahs are planted in the southern in southern France. So you know, with this wine. You know, I don't feel like I'm experienced enough to usually pick up on a lot of flavor notes, but when I taste this, it's, it's, I don't taste lavender or, or, or flowers necessarily, but I do feel like it has that taste of, of that. It's like grown in a place that has flowers nearby because it, it tastes like if you were sitting outside and you're breathing that in, you know what I mean? And you're drinking while there's lavender in the air and there's violets and there's flowers all around you. I feel like it has that, it leaves that taste in your mouth as if that's where you are. Does that make sense? It's, uh, it's, what, it's, what, it's what's called terroir. And, and it definitely, what grows together goes together is, uh, is something that they say. And it, it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes if, if, uh, if there's lavender planted nearby, you'll pick that in the wine. And there is a floral element to this wine as well. So I'm, uh, I'm very impressed with your nose. I mean, it's, I don't think it's the lavender. I think it's like it, it maybe it's the violet, but there's some the, some aspect of flowers oh. that you just 
it's almost, it's almost like when you have allergies, <laughs> you're more aware of these things. And so it's like, I almost feel like I'm in this field and there's all these flowers and I can taste it. So should we move on to the uh, Shiraz? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go new world. We have the uh, 2019 Starlight Ridge Shiraz from Southeastern Australia. So this is a wine from the Holy Land of Australian Syrah, which is the Barossa Valley, which is near Ooh. the city of Adelaide. So this is where the first cuttings of Syrah were planted. So you're, we're tasting some of the older, um, oldest vines of Syrah planted in, in Australia. So on, <clears throat> on the nose, this is very different. And I love that you have both wines with you, a Shiraz and a Syrah, so you can kind of taste the differences. What we're doing right now is actually called an horizontal tasting. An horizontal tasting is tasting wines from the same vintage, but different wines. Okay. Um, and in this case, we're tasting Syrah across the border. So we're doing South Africa, France, and Australia. So lovely to have them side by side. This is very different. Um, it, it's definitely more fruit, fruit forward. Um, it's, it, it, there's some red fruit in this too. I'm smelling um, red cherries, blackberries, blueberries, but very fruity, very vibrant. And then for the secondary element, I get spiciness even on the nose. So it already smells like it's going to be spicy. So let's, let's taste it. I think there might even be some vanilla. Does that mean it's been oak aged maybe? Definitely, definitely some presence of oak. I, I'm loving this one. It's spicy, it's hot, it's high acid, fruit driven, delicious. Yeah, this is really great. Delicious. Um, very, very easy, very easy to drink, very easy going. Not a lot of, uh, it's not a high alcohol wine either. So Shiraz is popular worldwide. It's a it's planted quite a bit in Australia. If you were to think about what Australia is known for, is this one of their top grapes, top export grapes? Absolutely. Okay. There's a Shiraz and Sauvignon Blanc are okay. the most representative wines of uh, of Australia. Okay, so this is the big red from Australia. It is, yes. Okay, that's good. This is a pretty label as well. Very pretty. It's all it's all in purple, which is uh, the color of the wine. Yeah, it's the landscape and the big sky. I have never actually been to Australia, so I just have to envision what it looks like. Have you ever been there? I've been to Australia, but I've never been to the Barossa Valley. Oh, I was, really? I was in the South too, uh, but never been to the Barossa. So... It is, it is going to be, uh, it is a bucket list destination for me as far as uh, visiting vineyards to go to the Barossa. What is, what do you think is specific about the terroir there? Do you, do you know much about the Barossa terroir? Like what, what you know, I'm not, you're probably not going to get fields of lavender and violet flowers nearby that influence it. What, what is the landscape like there? Absolutely. So the, the, it's a much, much warmer climate and the soils there are predominantly sand and clay. So that makes for a richer, fruitier wine. Okay, that would explain it. Should we go on to the third one? 
South cool. Africa, skip on over to South Africa for yes, Venom, right. one of our more popular South African brands. That's one of our favorite winemakers. I know. Alex Dale's Venom from South Africa. And this is the Reserve Syrah, also yeah. 2019. So for listeners uh, of the podcast who heard our episode about, with Alex Dale, you'll remember him. We tasted the Chenin Blanc. Very exciting to be tasting this. And to recap, for those who didn't hear it, he's, gosh, I think Ferdy and I think he's one of our favorite winemakers. His personality is wonderful. His craftsmanship, he was trained in Burgundy and he moved to South Africa and he just makes excellent wines. So let's dive into this Reserve Syrah. So I already know because I know Alex Dale, I know these are hand harvested. The craftsmanship is excellent. Go ahead and tell me what you're tasting, what, you, what you're smelling and what you're tasting. Well, first I'm going to say this, that I love South African wines because I always think of South Africa as the bridge between new world and old world wines. Although South Africa belongs to the new world, when you taste the South African wines, it kind of has the best of both. So you get from the new world style, you get fruitiness, you get uh, higher alcohol levels. And from the new world, you get this higher acid, uh, more mineral driven, more savory characteristics. So smelling this wine, I get, I get ripe black and blue fruits, but I also get a lot of uh, savory elements. And one that I get in particular uh, is not, you can call this a benchmark characteristic, characteristic of Syrah, but I do get a lot in blind tasting and it's briny olives, like Kalamata olives. Ah, okay. So I do smell that in this Syrah. I get Kalamata olives and it's a lovely combination with the fruitiness. So you get fruity and savory at the same time. And then the body structure is right in between. This is a medium bodied wine. There's lovely tannins that are not too aggressive. There's enough acid. So this is a perfect in-betweener. It's a perfect gateway from new world and old world and the other way around. Yeah, this is a really a unique complex wine. I think there's a lot going on in here. And I think that it probably is representative of where it comes from because I do remember when we last had Alex here, Alex, Dale here talking about Venom Chenin Blanc. He did talk a lot about the climate and how complex it is. South Africa, of course, and the Western Cape where most of the wine regions are, is situated at the south end of Africa. And it's literally between two oceans that come together and collide. One of them is very cold and brings cold wind on land. The other one is very warm, Indian Ocean. So you've got these two Atlantic and Indian oceans that combine, you've got mountains, you've got dry, arid land. It just sounds like a very complex place. And I feel like you can taste the complexity in this wine. Like all of that makes it a really tough place for vines to grow, but probably because they grow tough, there's probably something really like strong in these, in the taste here and solid and grippy. You definitely taste that diversity in the wine. You taste that complexity and, uh, Alex Dale is such a great winemaker. And that uh, episode was so interesting. So I, I encourage everybody to um, scroll in the, into the uh, uh, archives of the podcast and listen to that episode because it was lovely. So for people who are going to order this from our website and taste this, I want to give them a special pairing for this wine. I think that um, this one is really unique. And let's give them a vegan pairing. Well, then mushroom risotto. 
Mushroom risotto. Okay. Mushroom risotto, and you feel fancy, and you can shave some truffles on the risotto. Ooh, even better. Yes, it's a little nod to the origins of this grape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Truffle. I love it. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast, Ferdy. This has been great. I've learned a lot and it's been fun to do an international tour of the world as told through Sarah and Shiraz, I think. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah. So I think for people listening now, it's going to give them a really good reason to shop for the different flavors on our site. So this is good. So people can get out there and have some intention as they choose these. and. So I guess I'll say goodbye or que sera Shiraz. Que sera Shiraz. Que sera Shiraz, everybody. This has been Sniff, Sip, Repeat. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Today on the podcast, we tasted three Syrah and Shiraz wines from around the world. From France, the 2019 Erlu Berlu Syrah. From Australia, 2019 Starlight Ridge Shiraz. From South Africa, 2019, Venom Africa Reserve Syrah. To try these wines, visit wineinsiders.com. Leaders in online wine. Get better wine delivered in just days.